Namaste and warm greetings to all our listeners and welcome to our today's special episode of the radio and youth podcast. It's me Preeti Sakhar, your host back with a new episode of the podcast. But today it's not going to be the way we have been doing where we have conversations with our guests that we invite for a chat and exchange. We are going different today as we have asked a colleague of mine Sonika to join here with me today and we'll share the space as a co-host for the entire episode today so hello Sonika welcome to the podcast hi Preeti thanks for having me hello our listeners it's me Sonika who will be co-hosting this episode along with Preeti for you today and today we are having the special episode of the video and youth podcast on urban disasters and impact of flooding on children and youth. This is our next episode on urban disaster and impact of flooding on children and youth in the series of the project Youth Leading Disaster Risk Reduction and Climate Action through Multimedia Advocacy, Resilience Now and Into the Future. The series is initiated by Senda Stakeholders Children and Youth Group and Major Group for Children and Youth MGCY, powered and hosted by the YP Foundation with generous funding and support by the United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction, UNDRR. Today, we will talk about urban disasters, their causes, their impact on young people, precautionary measures, safety measures, and a lot more. Now, without any further delay and keeping you guys waiting, let's get started on our uh, topic of main discussion today, Preeti. Thank you so much, Sonika, for joining in and introducing the topic for today to all our listeners. So moving on with our topic of discussion that you mentioned, let us start with what is urban disasters. You tell me, Sonika, what is urban disasters according to you? I think when the disasters affect the urban areas, simply they are known as urban disasters. And I think that urban disaster management or risk management is a multi-sectoral effort for reducing disaster uh, risk associated in cities and towns. This means assessing exposure to hazards and reducing the vulnerability of urban populations due to poor governance, environmental degradation and overstretching of the resources. The overall aim of urban disaster management is to strengthen the resilience of urban communities uh, the qualities and capacity of city governments are highly relevant to the distribution of local risk levels, those associated with everyday urban life, as well as uh, less frequent, more extreme events. And for tackling urban disasters, we need to create more resilient cities while managing disaster risk and climate change risk requires good governance as well. For me, disasters are the consequences of interaction between hazards and the vulnerable conditions and when the disasters affect cities or the urban spaces, they are known as urban disasters as you said. These days, the risks are becoming highly urbanized with increasing population assets exposed to hazards combined with difficulties in addressing the vulnerability and risk drivers, especially in urban, low and middle income countries. 
Now talking on why urban disasters growing more frequent and intensified day by day that we the generation of today are experiencing, I have read at many places that the changing climatic condition or the present day anthropogenic climate change that we talk about is one of the major contributing factors, especially it's human and their different activities in my perspective causing the urban disasters to grow more intensified day by day. Uh, including on-plant urbanization, deforestation, lack of adequate infrastructures and services, unsafe housing, inadequate and poor health services, blocked stormwater drainage are some of the major causes leading to more intensified and increased number of urban disasters. What are the major contributing factors for increasing urban disasters according to you, Sonika? According to my observations, I think the largely unplanned expansion of the cities in order to accommodate the rapid population growth, combined with uh, inappropriate land use planning and the failure of urban authorities to regulate building standards and contribute to the vulnerability of urban populations is the major contributing factor. The urban areas are not disaster prone by nature, I think, but rather the socio-economic structural processes that accelerate rapid urbanization, population movement and population concentrations substantially increase the disaster vulnerability, particularly of low-income urban dwellers. For example, the migrants uh, settle in areas either originally unsafe, which is susceptible to floods, landslides, and other disasters, or create the potential of man-made disasters like environmental degradation, slum fires, health hazards, and so on. However, urban vulnerabilities are not limited to just low-income residents, uh, like a flood or a typhoon does not distinguish between residents, affecting everyone in its path. Also, tackling the urban disasters might be complex because in urban settings, the social integration is significantly more shattered, resulting in adequate support structures as compared to the rural settings where the population is lowered uh, and scattered, but it is still in harmony. Absolutely true. There are a lot of factors that contribute to increasing number of urban disasters. So driving ahead on the topic of our discussion today, I have observed a numerous number of disasters in my nearby locality, but I have been lucky enough to date that I have not experienced any of them directly. If I have to talk about the urban disasters around me, I have observed numbers of frequent flood incidents in the nearby Hanumanti River that lies on my way to my school. It frequently enters the settlement areas these days. It was not used to in the past. The nearby settlement includes the schools, the agriculture fields and human settlements as well. The damage and the impacts due to the flood have been grown more than that in the past and has been anticipated to grow in the nearby future as well. I have read that currently out of 20 mega cities in the world, 13 in Asia, predominantly in developing world are at high risk of urban disasters but I hope that we do not have to face any of them in our nearby future. So how about you, Sonika? Have you ever been affected by any of the disasters? Um, or you can also tell us about major impacts that you have seen around yourself due to the growing number of urban disasters. So over to you, Sonika. Yes, uh, thank you, Priti, for sharing your experiences. 
think the most frightening experience of urban disaster for me was the 2015 earthquake which hit Nepal. The first earthquake struck with a magnitude of 7.8 and then two large aftershocks with magnitudes of 6.6 and 6.7 struck uh, Nepal again within one day of the main earthquake and numerous additional minor aftershocks occurred in the days that followed. Thousands of people lost their lives, many became homeless, the education of the children hampered because of the schools being destroyed in earthquake. It took many months to get back to normal. So this is one of the experiences that I would always remember. And um, it is true that urban disasters have negative impacts on different environmental aspects as well. Like severe flooding can significantly affect the inland areas, often causing devastating injury and property damage. And intense flooding can migrate soil and agricultural nutrients from fields into waterways, which then seep into larger bodies of water like dams, lakes and rivers. And when introduced into rivers, the foreign agricultural nutrients may have deleterious effects on fish and other aquatic organisms. And in many areas, the excess nutrients during floods create nutrient-rich water, allowing algae to flourish, which is known as eutrophication, and it is one of the major growing problems of today. Uh, similarly, earthquakes also generate ground shaking, soil liquefaction, landslides and transverse movement of the ground which has the potential to damage physical structures like houses, public properties, various types of pipelines including oil, gas, water and sewage. Um, damage to this may release hazardous materials to the environment. So the disasters along with having different economic and social effects, they also have uh, very severe environmental effects as well. Yeah, continuing on that, continuing on the impacts that resulted due to urban disasters, as you said, Sonika, the destruction of property, loss of financial resources, personal injury, illness is likely to that of any other natural disasters or extreme events. But the urban disasters affect more people than any other disasters these days because more of the total population inhabits the urban areas and have more damage on infrastructures and economic losses as well. So moreover, with growing mass migration to cities, it puts a pressure on housing, employment and basic services and facilities as well. Talking on the impacts caused by the urban disasters is majorly affects children and young people like us. Uh, they are the ones to be hit the hardest, that is due to their limited access to resources and poor adaptive capacity. Despite of this, they can also help in tackling the urban disasters. They can help us in disseminating knowledge and information they have to others, raising awareness amongst the people to stay prepared to tackle the disasters coming on the way. So, what do you think about this, Sonika? How are the children and young people affected during the disasters and how can they contribute in tackling these disasters in coming on the days ahead? I think vulnerability is not a fixed trait of a person or a group, but uh, clearly some people and groups are extremely and permanently vulnerable to wide range of hazards and effects, uh, including urban disasters. So I think the fragile elderly people, those with mobility or cognitive impairments, the children, the youth and the women, these are all the examples of the vulnerable population. Also, the children and youth who live in poverty, who are minorities and who live in temporary or unstable housing, I think they are especially vulnerable since 
their socioeconomic circumstances increase the likelihood of them encountering the additional risk factors. The children and youth uh, are vulnerable uh, before, during, and also after the disaster, and many children and youth endure simultaneous and ongoing disruptions in their families, schools, housing, health, and access to healthier friendships and other important aspects of their lives uh, during the disaster. Many are at danger of being separated from their guardians, being displaced for an extended period of being ill or, um, or even dying and children may suffer long-term physical, psychological, and educational deficiencies in addition to immediate trauma and injury caused by natural disaster exposure. And also, following the disasters, they may face other forms of violence or trauma. And uh, as you uh, stated earlier, I totally agree that uh, the children and youth, they can play a major role before, during, and after the disaster for raising awareness, for disseminating information and building resilience. I think all we need to do is build the capacity of the youth and provide them with necessary knowledge and equipment for the future. Yep, that's true. Like I said, they have they they are the ones with high power, but due to the limited resource, limited resource and poor adaptive capacities, they are the ones to be affected directly during the disasters. Sometimes the consequences that have been seen that we see are heart-wrenching at times. So it's high time we start taking action to stop all of this and we don't have to face any of them in the nearby future. As we have always been hearing that precautions are always better than cures, so we also ought to be prepared to tackle these numbers of increasing disasters coming on the way ahead. In the context of urban disasters that we are talking about today, in my perspective, we need to raise disaster risk awareness amongst the people to ensure they have information to act and reduce the risk. As you said, young people and children can contribute in raising the awareness and spreading information they have. We also need to strengthen the capacity of communities, organizations and government to cope with the impacts of disasters. Urban areas must have a long-term urban plans, which is still has not yet been developed in many different places that take into consideration of disasters, social and environmental risks as well. Related to this, we also need to enforce building codes to ensure construction of buildings does not increase vulnerability to disasters. As we have talked about the earthquakes, we have talked about the floodings, which all which has been destroying numbers of buildings, which increases the vulnerability of the people living in the communities. Along with that, the emergency response capacity of households and communities to respond to large-scale disasters and extreme events are also to be improved and need to be strengthened through planning and emergency facilities for emergency response as well. Because we don't know when the disasters are approaching us and how we are going to be dealing with that. So before they arrive, we need to strengthen our capacities so that we can tackle them in a better and effective manner and reduce the vulnerabilities of the people living in the community. So we also need to strengthen the safety measures for informal settlements and promote safe construction of non-engineered buildings and as well as endorse the Disasters Management Act as well. This could also be ensured if the disaster risk reduction could be mainstreamed into developmental plans and policies. So you tell me, Sonika, what do you have to say on this? Like, how can we reduce the numbers of disasters or the impacts of the disasters that's coming on the way ahead of us that we have been anticipating to grow in the nearby future? Yeah, 
Yes, absolutely. I agree with you on all the points that you had mentioned before. And adding on to that, I think long-term urban plans must be placed in urban areas, taking into account the disaster, the social, the cultural and environmental risk. And the policymakers must ensure that the disaster risk reduction is incorporated into the development plans and policies. And uh, I think the people's disaster risk awareness must be improved, including the community's ability to deal with the aftermath of disaster, as you already mentioned. And also, I think solving the major worst concerns like uh, water resource management, solid waste management can also help to reduce the urban disasters. And in order to support advocacy, I think capacity building and training programs and to facilitate the design and implementation of environmentally sound solutions to the challenges posed by hazards, there is now an urgent need to effectively communicate the strategic issues linked to uh, addressing the environmental dimensions of disaster risk reduction. And it is critical to ensure an inclusive and comprehensive approach to mainstreaming climate change and urban disaster risk in development practice. And differentiated vulnerability and capacity as well as the challenges of the poor and more vulnerable groups in disaster prone locations must also be taken into account i think so yeah there are a lot of things that is to be done um, to stay prepared and to tackle the disasters effectively but we hope that we before they arrive we are able to stop them and reduce the impacts they are causing in our societies and the nearby locations as well urban disasters is actually a very very huge huge topic and a single day will not just be enough to talk about it we can just go on and on talking about it so cutting our conversation on today's topic into short uh, we have come to the end of our today's episode on urban disaster and Im impact of flooding on children and youth. It was great hearing from you, Sanika. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your valuable time and stories here with us today. I hope our listeners have enjoyed this session as well as I have enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Sonika, for joining us to discuss on such an important topic. It was really fun talking to you as well. I wish you all the best to the amazing work that you have been doing and the amazing work you are going to do in the nearby future. And I hope everyone will continue to stay safe and healthy in the days ahead. Absolutely. Urban disaster is a huge topic and it was really fun talking to you today. Uh, it's really an important topic and I would also like to congratulate everyone for organizing this podcast, taking uh, this topic uh, into another level. So I think before ending this episode uh, and both of us, me, Sonika and Preeti signing off from this episode, I think we should present and contribute the episode with a small voice clip from Phoebe all the way from Hong Kong, China, talking her experiences on urban disasters. Hello, I'm Phoebe from Hong Kong. I'm now a medical student at the University of Hong Kong and a youth volunteer leader in Hong Kong Red Cross. Hong Kong is always considered as a blessed land. However, we also have different types of hazard here especially typhoon, as we are in the subtropical area. Every year, there are about six tropical cyclones entering Hong Kong. Some are not very strong, but some will bring a storm surge and flooding and cause disruption to our daily life. One of the most catastrophic typhoons I've experienced 
is Mankind in 2018. It was the strongest type in Hong Kong since I was born. The strong wind has destroyed a lot of glass windows and the skydrapers, and many roads were blocked by fallen trees and debris. There was also serious flooding in many seaside residential areas, especially the villages where the grassroots were living in. The whole city was paralyzed and schools were closed for two days. I can still recall how, it, how terrible it was. Apart from typhoons, we also experienced heat waves and extreme weather in Hong Kong. I believe one of the major causes of increasing such hazards is global warming and climate change. While we enjoy the convenience and efficiency in the city, we are at the same time creating more air pollutants and greenhouse gases from electricity generation and political combustion. It is a vicious cycle that we turn on the air conditioner when we feel hot, and more greenhouse gases were produced then, and we feel even hotter. To protect myself from the disasters, I've always prepared a disaster kit for evacuation whenever needed. There's some food and water, as well as the light torch, first aid kits, essential medications and identification materials. It is important to realise that disaster can occur anywhere, anytime, and we have to be prepared. I also adopt a more environmentally friendly lifestyle, such as spraying my own bath and water bottle, and avoiding online shopping to reduce the plastic waste. It's sometimes hard to strike a balance between convenience and environmental protection. But if we remember, what we do now is affecting the world we are living in the future, then we will have a stronger motivation. I'm lucky that I'm not heavily affected by the disasters, but there are lots of unfortunate people, especially those disadvantaged with nitty literacy and living in a poor environment. They don't have such knowledge and resources to be prepared, and it always takes a long time for them to recover from the disasters. For children and youth, they're also at high risk as they are neglected in the conversation of disaster risk reduction. For example, if the schools were closed because of disasters, not only their academic performance, but also mental health and personal development will be affected. However, not many adults care about it. Therefore, the children and youth have to make their voice heard. They should also encourage their peers to live in a more environmentally friendly ways, as peers' influence is very important. To build a safe, resilient and sustainable community, I believe it's a shared responsibility of the government, civil society and every one of us. No matter our gender, age, educational level and social status, we will be affected by the disasters. That's why we have to be actively engaged in the urban disaster reduction. We, the future of the world, should tell more people how we will be affected by the disasters and encourage everyone to protect our environment, step by step, to build a better world for us and the next generation. Climate change is happening. It's never too late to do something right. At now. With this, it's a wrap for today. We will be back with our next episode in the series very shortly. Until then, stay safe and start acting green. Bye-bye. Keep listening to your favorite radio and youth podcast.